Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to this program entitled Church of the Week. My name is Mark Longoria. I'm the Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. And you are, in fact, listening to The Word in South Texas. We're, uh, we come to you every weekend on Saturdays and Sundays to introduce to you different pastors, different ministries in the area, because we want to make sure that all of our listeners are plugged into a place here uh, that they can call their own community church. We want to make sure that uh, I know we appreciate you guys listening and, and hearing all the, the great messages and the Word of God that comes through through uh, these frequencies and uh, online. However, uh, we don't want that to be the substitute. We want for you guys to make sure that you're going to a local church and that you have a a pastor, someone that you can walk up to and shake hands with and have someone pray for you, and and that you have brothers and sisters in Christ uh, there in in your local community that can encourage you you and pray with you and and things like that. So that's why we bring you the Church of the Week. And this week, we are featuring Free Grace Baptist Church with Pastor Tim Goad. Pastor, thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Thank you, Mark. Pleasure to have you here. I know you've been a uh, friend of the radio station for a while, so right. uh, we thank you and welcome you once again into the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just kind of give everybody a little bit of a background. Tell us uh, who you are, where you come from, and all that other good stuff about you. Well, I am Pastor Tim Goad. I've been pastoring Free Grace Baptist Church since 1997. Uh, prior to that, I was uh, in the military, in the Air Force. I'm a retired Air Force Master Sergeant. All right. I uh, spent a lot of time in Germany. I also pastored a church in the tiny village of Malingen, Germany, for a few years before moving to San Antonio. Uh, now, free when Grace. You, when, you, when you were in Germany, were you an uh, Air Force chaplain? Were you no. just, you're just kind of doing it on the side? Just doing it on the side. Okay, cool. Right, right. Uh, free Grace itself has actually been in existence for over 20 years now. It was mm-hmm. started as a uh, Spanish-speaking ministry. Uh, really? Pastor Ken Billings, who was a missionary to Mexico, uh, came to San Antonio after his mission uh, tour was over, and he decided he would start a Spanish-speaking ministry here. And uh, one thing led to another, and uh, it turned out that we had more non-Spanish speakers coming to church than we did Spanish speakers. <laughs> Imagine that in San Antonio. Yeah, right. uh, so we uh, started a predominantly English-speaking ministry with a Spanish-speaking ministry kind of through translation. Mm-hmm. We still do that today, as a matter of fact. So. Oh. Uh, and like I said, I came on board in 1997 and have been the pastor there uh, ever since. So. so how's your Spanish? Uh, not very good. Taco enchilada. <laughs> taco enchilada, <laughs> exactly. Yo quiero Taco Bell, you know, you stuff go. like that, right. <laughs> Which is uh, not a paid uh, endorsement okay, right, of anybody. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> very good. Um, and are you a family man? You got, you got family, children? I have a family. Yeah. Uh, my wife, Dana, and I have uh, three lovely children, uh, yeah. grown children now. Oh. Uh, we have Amy, who lives in Denver, Colorado. My son, Chris, uh, is in the Air Force. He's mm-hmm. in Sacramento, California. Uh, Right now, he's in Afghanistan doing a a second tour of duty over there. And uh, my daughter, Natalie, 
uh, is studying to be a vet tech and working at a veterinary clinic in New Braunfels. So excellent, grown children. And then uh, you said you took uh, you came over in 1997, right? Yeah. And uh, at what point in your life did you just realize, you know what, this, I'm called to ministry. I'm going to be doing this all my life. Uh, it was actually in Germany uh, yeah. back in uh, December of 1989. Uh, the pastor of the church there in Germany uh, asked me if I would not, if I would do a uh, watch night service, which is something that uh, a lot of churches do traditionally on the uh, 31st of December, you know, New Year's yeah, Eve. Right. And uh, he had me do a uh, a sermon uh, because I had shown some interest in being able to minister to others in that capacity, and I put together a sermon which. Uh, I'm not quite sure what I preached on anymore, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure and, it was good, though. Oh, no, no, it was not very good. <laughs> At least you're an honest man. I, I do have it uh, on tape under yeah. lock and key, yeah. uh, but uh, needless to say, uh, that really started my, my ministry opportunity from there. Uh, there were certain people, yeah. uh, praise the Lord, who recognized a gift there, wow. and that gift has just been, uh, the Holy Spirit has developed that gift and honed that gift to the get me where I am today. And, and from then on, you just figured this is this is what I'm called to this do? This is something I'm called to do. That's right. Wow. That's and so was the pastor gone that, that evening, or he just wanted to kind of let you, kind of push you out the nest? Or? He actually pushed uh, three or four of us okay. up in the up in the pulpit and yeah. uh, gave us a, a hand at doing what he does. Yeah. Uh, I think it was partially, in a way, to humble us, uh, which it did. Mm. Uh, but also to recognize and to see if there were any gifts, you know, latent gifts there that might be called and uh, might be honed and, yeah. and so on. So. Speak to us from your experience in, in Germany. I know that uh, there, um, there are other religions that, uh, that well, religion itself has just kind of gone mm-hmm. rampant in, in right. Europe, right. and uh, there's, there's not a whole lot of relationship with Jesus Christ. And so mm-hmm. how, how does the Church of, of God um, differ from Europe as, you know, in comparison to here? Well, the church in Germany in particular, it being a, a quasi-socialist nation, uh, differs greatly from the church here in the United States. Uh, for example, it's much more political. Mm. Uh, if you're a German citizen, you pay taxes to either one of two church entities. You pay taxes to either the Katholisch, the Catholic Church, or the Evangelisch Church, mm. which is the Evangelical Church. And so people there largely view the church as just another extension of the government. Oh, wow. Uh, And that's why there's some resentment to the church. Uh, There's really not this fervency that you might expect coming from the cradle of the Reformation. Mm. Uh, That was one of the most eye-opening things, I believe, uh, to me, uh, you know, being in Germany for nearly 10 years. Uh, it was just really eye-opening to recognize that this is the cradle of the Reformation. This is where Martin Luther himself yeah. came from, and yet, uh, by and large, it's just a spiritually dead place. So how do you penetrate the, that mindset against uh, against what you teach, uh, to, to break the barriers of, you know what, they're just another, another entity we've got to pay tax to? Well, apart from uh, simply living before them in a, in a Christian way, mm. uh, putting Christ on display, as it were, uh, apart from that, uh, it's really a very difficult task. Now, we had it uh, somewhat easier than most churches there because our church was largely made up of uh, military members, and so we kind of had a built-in uh, okay. situation there. We had very few. I think we had two families in a church of over 200 mm. uh, that were actually from the economy, from the local uh, yeah. German population. Yeah. So. 
It's just a dead place. You know, we have a large number of Muslim communities uh, mm-hmm. that's growing in, in Germany and in mm-hmm. different parts of Europe. Um, how do we, being over here, still get out there and, 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 and really reach those people with the truth of, uh, of Jesus Christ? Well, one of the things that I found most effective, and I've used this phrase over and over in my personal ministry for years, is uh, we need to drive home to believers. Uh, that we are no better than anyone else on the planet. We are better off, certainly, since Mm -hmm. we believe that uh, Christ has atoned for our sins, that we will go to heaven on on the merits of his righteousness, and so on and so forth. But I think uh, one of the phrases that I heard long ago that best sums this up is, the Christian should maintain a posture of being one beggar telling other beggars where they can find bread. Right. And if we couch things in that term and in those terms and we're not in people's faces yeah. with the gospel and we don't make the gospel itself an offensive thing, it will be offensive enough, Jesus says, just by virtue of what it teaches. Right. Uh, but it, we ourselves don't need to be offensive. They're supposed that. to know us by our love. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. And uh, no one was ever uh, coerced into the kingdom of God mm-hmm. uh, by people who look down on them or condescend to them. Uh, Yeah, I think the gospel does its job, and we have to rely on the Holy Spirit uh, to do His job. Uh, We can talk all day long, but unless the Spirit of God is in it, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not going to result in anything anyway. So So when you end up uh, transferring or whatever, you end up coming over here to San Antonio, is it it because the military brings you, or Mm -hmm. did you get out of the military and then move over here? Military brought you over here, and how did you end up there at uh, Free Grace Baptist Church? (laughs) Well, I was going to another local church here in town, and uh, Free Grace Baptist Church is actually uh, one of a handful of churches in the South uh, that are actually known as Reformed Baptist. Mm. Uh, our doctrine is very similar to uh, what would be Presbyterian doctrine, uh, in that we believe in what are called the doctrines of grace. We believe that uh, if any man is to be saved, it's by God's grace alone that right. he is saved, not human merit, human works, and so on and so forth. Exactly. Uh, and Reformed Baptist churches are not that well known in the South. They're really known in the Northeast and uh, in Central United States, Michigan, and uh, places like that. But uh, when I got here and was going to the other church, I did not know that Free Grace Baptist Church existed until I was made aware of that by a certain contact that I had. Uh, and so I went to Free Grace in 1996. Uh, they learned then that I had pastored in Germany mm-hmm. uh, for a little while, and uh, they installed me as an elder, and I co-labored with uh, Pastor Ken Billings, uh, who was the senior pastor mm-hmm. at the time. I co-labored with him until uh, just about six months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, pastor Ken ended up moving to Arkansas, and uh, I kind of assumed the mantle of uh, the sole pastor yeah. of Free Grace Baptist Church. All right. Well, I know that's a big responsibility, and it a, is. a lot of a lot of stuff that you've got to go through as a pastor. Right. Um, what were some of the things that you uh, that you took a look at and and said, okay, I'm sure that uh, you know to to fill the shoes of Pastor Ken is just a, it's a big task in mm-hmm. itself. Um, but um, what are some of the things that you looked at and said, okay, I'd like to I'd like to make maybe make a change here or a tweak there. Is there anything in particular that you made changes to in the church that that uh, were just a better fit for your style or your ministry? Not really. Um... You know, by and large, we believe that uh, the most important aspect of our meeting together 
uh, each Lord's Day is to preach the Word, uh, to minister to people in such a way as they can hone their own gifts and in turn minister those gifts to everyone else in the church and build the church up. Uh, It's Ephesians 4. That's right. And that's that's our mentality at Free Grace. So we're really not... uh, uh, keen on modern church growth movements, the emerging, emergent church. Uh, we don't believe that pragmatism is the way to build a church. We believe very firmly that Jesus Christ said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we leave that up to him. And we think the means that he uses to bring that about is the preaching uh, of the unadulterated word of God. Uh, right. And we do that through expository, verse by verse, uh, precept upon precept preaching. So, so uh, someone's listening, uh, decides, you know what? I like what uh, Pastor Tim is saying. I'm, I'm cool with that. I want to go by and visit. What are they going to expect? What can they expect when they walk through the doors there? Well, they can expect to be greeted by uh, a lot of loving, kind, genuine people. Uh, that's one of the things that really thrills my heart the most. Is uh, free grace is in a very good place now. Uh, it's not always been that way. We've, as any church, we've always, you know, experienced trials uh, throughout the years. But uh, right now, we're at a, a what I call a happy place. Uh, the Lord is really blessing our church. Uh, we have a very close knit, but not cliquish uh, membership, okay. and so they can expect to be warmly received. Uh, they can expect to uh, be ministered to. Uh, they can expect to hear the word of God uh, proclaimed unashamedly, uh, both in the Sunday school hour, uh, which is actually not your traditional Sunday school. It's more of a uh, preaching service as well, and in the 11 o'clock hour and the one thirty service as well. So, You've been listening to Pastor Tim Goad of uh, Free Grace Baptist Church here in San Antonio. Their address is 1801 Thorain Boulevard. Did I say that right? Thorain, yes. Uh-huh. Thorain Boulevard. Uh, they're off of I-10 and West Avenue. And uh, their Sunday uh, Sunday school is uh, is uh, at nine forty five a.m. and their morning worship begins at eleven a.m. Afternoon worship is at one thirty p.m. and they also have a service midweek service on Wednesday at seven p.m. If you'd like to get a hold of uh, Pastor Tim or someone there in, on staff at the church, you can call area code two one zero six eight three zero four one four. And if you'd like to go online and take a look at uh, some of the teachings and sermons uh, from Pastor Tim Goad, you can always go to sermonaudio.com forward slash Free Grace Baptist. And you'll have a list there of different ministries or different uh, sermons, rather, that mm-hmm. uh, that you can listen to. Um, Pastor, tell us a little bit about some of the ministries uh, within your church. What is there a certain focus that you guys have? Uh, obviously, other than Jesus Christ, right. <laughs> <laughs> but like there are some there are some different churches, uh, you know, that just kind of really have a big heart for missions. There's that other... sound you heard was my my thought process that was... uh, coming into full bloom <laughs> okay. there. Right, the light went on. Right, <laughs> right. The, yeah. the light went on. Thanks for the uh, sound effects there, Mark. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, really, we have a focus that's uh, pretty myopic. I mean, uh, we focus on Christ and Him crucified, and we proclaim the gospel. Uh, consistently, uh, but we do have other ministries. We have a very vibrant prison ministry. Yeah. Uh, we also have a nursing home ministry. We uh, do a lot of work with the SAM shelter, uh, mm-hmm. Haven for Hope, Great. the uh, transition, tra- let me see if I can get this right, Transitional Living and Learning Center. Uh, we do a lot of, uh, uh, you know, work for them as far as providing uh, some of the necessities that they need, food, clothing, yeah. things of that nature. So uh, there are plenty of 
opportunities to minister. Tell me about the the, uh, the prison ministry, because that's not too common. I mean, I know that we're, it's biblical, some we have to right. do. But Jesus said, I was in prison, you came to visit me. Uh, but, uh, you know, quite frankly, we, we get to know so many different ministries, and, mm-hmm. and few have actually a, a, a ministry where they go into the you know, into where they're at and, right. and teach them there. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, we have a brother in our church, uh, Brother Jeff Wilson, who is very gifted in the area of evangelism and has a, a huge passion uh, for prison ministry and the like. And he has arranged through the various chaplains in each of the units uh, in the South Texas area, he's arranged to put together a schedule where we take about uh, sometimes 15, 20 men into the prison system. Mm-hmm. We've been to Catula, we've been to Beeville, we've been uh, to other places as well. And we go in and they allow us to hand out tracts. They allow us to uh, interact with the uh, prisoners one-on-one while they're in their cells. Uh, and also we have a common gathering where uh, I have preached and uh, uh, held a full-blown church service for mm-hmm. them in, in their uh, their common area. Uh, the last time I preached, uh, there were probably about 450 men who were able to wow. attend. So, yeah, it's a, it's a vibrant uh, ministry, very important ministry, I would add, too, uh, yes. because those men are often forgotten, yeah. uh, looked upon as outcasts. And again, we're there to share with them the hope of Jesus Christ. And uh, no matter how bad they've messed up, no matter what's put them in that position, they can have uh, freedom in Christ. and. You know, I've seen uh, and I've known several um, several people that have been in prison, and it, and I find something that's pretty uh, pretty common. Not not with all of them, but I find something that's pretty common is that when when they were in there, they were they were locked up. Um, you know, they really started reading their Bible. They really mm-hmm. started you know getting more quote spiritual or religious right. is what they right. call it. You know, um, and then when they came out, um, they didn't. You know, maybe they went to church a few times, but Little by little, it just kind of seemed to fade away. Right. How can we best capture those guys and say, hey, listen, man, you were on fire for the Lord when you were in there those past five years or 10 years or however long you were in there. And, right. And just really, I think we have to be intentional uh-huh. with those guys. I think so. Yeah. I think so. One of the things is to to recognize that uh, we can never know for certain whether someone is actually a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. There are a lot of foxhole Christians, as we call yeah. them, uh, who turn to some sort of solace that they find in the Word of God. And, and those people, of course, you know, you look at the parable of the soils, and, and there will be people who kind of bloom up all excited for the Word and then wither away or yeah. so on and so forth. But I would say this as well. I've never been a, a proponent of what I call drive-by evangelism. Uh, I think evangelism, if you're going to evangelize the lost, you need to establish a relationship with mm-hmm. those people. You need to follow up with them. You need yes. to make sure that they have the resources, that they have the counseling, that they have the avenues whereby once they get out of that system, uh, they can attach themselves to a local church. They can yeah. be ministered to by a local body of believers. That's critically important. Absolutely. So often we evangelize just to check off a box mm. or to say, yes, I've done my duty. That's so true. Uh, we need to invest ourselves in the lives of other people. And if you're not really willing to do that, uh, I don't know, I, I just— I wouldn't advocate you becoming uh, a part of that ministry. Uh, yeah, it definitely is crucial. Uh, I heard somebody say that you've got about a 72-hour window from, right. the, from the time that that person accepts the Lord as a Savior to really go in there and begin to establish him in the Word and to begin to disciple him and get him plugged into the local 
the local church and and uh, get him to bear some fruit and grow some roots. Um, yeah, it's something that that we definitely need to do because I I've seen that too. Where, right. You know, there's, there's you know a lot of people with great big hearts. They want to evangelize and expand the kingdom of God, and that's wonderful. But it's like a newborn baby. You know. Just, exactly. Well, the freedom in that is knowing, you know, and and really listening to what the Apostle Paul said when he said, you know, I planted, Apollos watered, mm. but God provided the increase. That's right. And so that frees us up from any personal responsibility as far as their continuance in the things of the faith go. But having said that, again, you're exactly right. We have to invest ourselves in these people's lives. Mm-hmm. If we don't, uh, they can see that. Mm-hmm. They know that we're just filling a square or mm-hmm. uh, doing our duty, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, well, we're to disciple all nations. Yeah, so It's exactly. our job. You mentioned Ephesians earlier, where we were mm-hmm. to equip the saints that they do the work of the ministry. Exactly. So, exactly right. Exactly important. Excellent. Yep. What's going on with uh, with the church itself? Anything going on this summer or things that are they, what do you guys normally do for the for the summer or holidays anything like that? Really during the summer it's it's kind of a a situation where we're paring down certain ministries. Uh, I teach a class on systematic theology on every other Saturday and uh, we usually take a break during the summer. Uh, our women's ministry, we have a woman's Bible study that occurs every other Monday night, and mm-hmm. that's going to be paring down as well because, you know, people travel sure. and people are in and out. Uh, we do have coming up uh, a vacation Bible school that's going to be the last week of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, the alternate plan is to have it the first week of uh, August. But we have our vacation Bible school at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know that's wow. kind of strange, but we found that works a lot better. Uh, for the, We have it from like 6 to 8 mm-hmm. in the evening. Uh, and again, uh, there's more information available if you want to call me on that. But uh, uh, that's always a good time. Well, that's year. great because you get to go out and maybe spend a little bit of time with your spouse and then drop off the kids there and have them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is, uh, this year we're going to be able to minister to some of the children uh, in the uh, SAM uh, shelter. Okay. So uh, that will be another important thing that we can do. And, and the parents are more than welcome to come as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be ministered to as well. So, uh, yeah. So you mentioned earlier that uh, about six months ago you took on this mantle of uh, the soul of senior pastor there mm-hmm. at uh, at Free Grace Baptist Church. Right. Um, when you close your eyes, when you spend that time with God, and uh, you know God's showing you the ministry, what what do you see? Where is Free Grace headed? Uh, Free Grace is headed uh, exactly where the providence of God takes it. I really don't worry about those things. Mm. Uh, I'm not much of a visionary. I'm more of an in-the-moment kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just want to be faithful to God and, in turn, faithful to the people there. I look at the fact that uh, I've been made an under-shepherd of the chief shepherd. Mm -hmm. Uh, I look at that and take that very, very seriously. And if, if you take it as seriously as one should... Uh, it's really a day-to-day thing. Uh, I pray that God would increase uh, the church, not necessarily numerically or financially. Uh, my main concern is that God, that God would increase the church spiritually, mm-hmm. that we would be who we say we are, yeah. that we would uh, portray a positive witness in the community around us, that we would truly make differences in the lives of the people that we minister to. Uh, because if we don't do that, then... then you know, we become ingrown. Uh, we just become a group of people speaking to ourselves each week, yeah. and and that's not good for anybody. That's so. right. How do you want people to remember you, Tim? When when it's your time to go, and uh, 
you know, just kind of taking a look and looking at your life and everything that you've done in ministry, what are some of the things you'd, you'd want to know that you left behind as a legacy? Um, I think the most important thing to be remembered for is living a life that's consistently in accordance with the Word of God. Yeah. Uh, if, if people uh, want to write something on my tombstone, uh, they can simply put, uh, here lies a sinner saved by God's grace mm-hmm. who did the best that he could that's good. with the gifts that he had been given. Yeah. Uh, that's all I can expect. That's all I can ask for. Yeah. Is that the God uh, that God would make me faithful in that? So. That's fantastic. Yeah. You've been listening to Pastor Tim Goad here on the Church of the Week. We've, we're featuring uh, Free Grace Baptist Church, and you've been listening all week. You've been hearing his great devotionals that have, we're coming on uh, three times a week. Uh, Pastor Tim is at Free Grace Baptist Church. They're located at eighteen oh one Thorane Boulevard. That's off of I ten and West Avenue, inside Loop four ten. Uh, their Sunday school is on Sundays at 9.45 a.m. Worship service begins at 11 a.m., and they also have an afternoon worship service at 1.30 p.m. If you can't make it this Sunday but would like to go out there and, and visit them, we invite you to visit them on Wednesday at 7 p.m. as well. For more information on the VBS that's coming up this summer or uh, anything else you might have heard that uh, kind of caught your attention, we invite you to call them at uh, area code 210 683 and you can also go online to uh, listen to the sermons. Um, you can go to sermonaudio.com uh, forward slash free grace baptist. That's sermonaudio.com forward slash free grace baptist. Pastor, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. We pray blessings over you, your family, your Amen. ministry, and thank, thank you, you for all that you do. Thank you. God bless. You too. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com.